Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Colorado Water Talk. My name is Eric Skye, joined by co-host Sarah Leonard. After listening to today's episode, don't forget to send us a note, either by web form or direct message on Twitter. We're looking for criticism, ideas for future episodes, any general notes, whatever it is, we would love to hear from you. And today we're going to talk about flood risk management and the National Flood Insurance Program. In April, CWCB joined a myriad of federal, state, and local partners to host a series of webinars for local communities impacted by Colorado's devastating 2020 wildfire season. Wildfire aftermath can last years and years, both environmentally and economically speaking. One of the biggest challenges the communities face is an increased risk of floods following wildfires. And to explain why this is and how to prepare and mitigate for floods, we have our National Flood Insurance Program Coordinator, Doug Mahan, joining us today. Hi, Doug. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Eric. And thanks for having me on the show. Doug, can you give listeners some background on how floods are a direct impact of wildfires? Absolutely, Sarah. That's a great lead-in. The 2020 wildfires, including the Cameron Peak and East Troublesome fires, dramatically changed the landscape. It alters the terrain and ground conditions in ways that significantly increase the risk of flooding both downstream and downslope of the burn scars. This is especially true for areas that are not historically prone to flooding, areas where the train would otherwise accommodate the rainfall under normal conditions. Vegetation that would normally absorb the rainfall and reduce runoff has been eradicated. Additionally, the heat from the fire leaves the surface of the ground charred, barren, and unable to absorb water, a condition called hydrophobicity. The combination of these two factors, the lack of vegetation and hydrophobic soil, results in more water on the surface of the ground, unable to be absorbed, and thus increasing runoff. Even a minimal amount of rain under these conditions can lead to flash flooding and mud flows. And as Eric mentioned in the introduction, these conditions can last years after the fire has occurred. What are some things home and business owners can do to prepare and protect themselves against flood events? Home and business owners need to understand their individual risk. That means stay informed of changing weather and have a plan. To be proactive in reducing impacts of a flood event, you can elevate or flood-proof structures where it makes sense and is allowed. You can anchor objects on your property grounds and remove debris that may become waterborne. Knowing that a flood event may require a household to evacuate, knowing the community's emergency plan, including evacuation routes and shelter locations is also important. And where can one find information about their community's evacuation plan? Local emergency plans can typically be found on the community's website or by contacting your emergency manager. If you do not know who your emergency manager is, the Colorado Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management maintains a list of local emergency managers on their website. And in the unfortunate case that you do need to evacuate due to flood severity, any tips on how to be prepared individually? Yes, you should have a go bag. This is a bag with essentials readily available so you're not having to pack at the last minute. And in the event you're unable to evacuate and must shelter in place, prepare your home for an extended stay without access to day-to-day essentials, such as utilities or emergency services. There are some really great flood and disaster preparedness resources online, such as floodsmart.gov and ready.gov. Flood insurance can also be an important part of a person's disaster plan. Having insurance coverage allows a home or business owner to recover more quickly, both physically, financially, and even emotionally. It's important to start planning now for any potential disaster. And Doug, what's in your to-go bag? My to-go bag is uh, very basic. There's a change of clothes. There's cash. There's some food, some water. Uh, also important documents. I was going to say mine would be filled with like different different red wines. <laughs> <laughs> what's all that clanking noise? Oh, that's Sarah and her My go bag. <laughs> 
I would have Skittles and a Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and extra batteries. That's great. Um, and as Colorado's official coordinator for the National Flood Insurance Program, what can you tell us about that program? Sir, the National Flood Insurance Program, or NFIP, was created with the passage of the National Flood Insurance Act of 1968, although it has undergone significant changes in the decades since. Because flooding is the most common and costly natural hazard in the United States, the NFIP was created with the goal of protecting lives and property, reducing property losses through smart and effective floodplain management, and providing affordable government-backed flood insurance. The typical homeowner's insurance policy does not cover floods, and it has been shown that one inch of water can cause up to $25,000 in damage to a home. The NFIP itself is a voluntary program based on a mutual agreement between the federal government and the local participating community. Do you have an example of a current agreement between the feds and a local community? Absolutely. The most recent example we have is Grand County. Through the hard work and dedication of its county commissioners and staff, they became the newest NFIP participating community in Colorado back in April. By participating in this program, communities such as Grand County make flood insurance available to all of its residents. And unlike private flood insurance, which may not be available or available at high cost, NFIP insurance is less expensive and cannot be canceled by the provider. So what can Coloradans do to make sure their counties are participants? The vast majority of Colorado communities already participate in the NFIP. And the easiest way to confirm your community's participation is to contact your local insurance agent. Additionally, you can Google NFIP community status to be directed to the official FEMA list of participating communities. Just like preparing a disaster plan, now is the time to prepare an insurance plan. Contact your local insurance agent and discuss flood insurance options, as there is a 30-day waiting period from the time of purchase to when a new policy is effective. Thank you for the information and for joining us, Doug. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to be on. And last fall, Doug was interviewed by Colorado's state recovery officer on the importance of flood insurance. Check that out on YouTube. The link's in our show notes. And before you go, the Water Equity Task Force met for the first time on May 18th. This group was created to look at equity, diversity, and inclusion challenges in Colorado water issues with the goal of informing the next water plan, set for release in 2022. Details are available on CWCB's public calendar. The CWCB board meeting was held May 19th and 20th. You can catch up on anything you missed on our YouTube channel. The meeting covered in-stream flow appropriations, updates on what Becky Mitchell is doing in her role as Colorado River Commissioner, news on revenue from sports betting through Proposition DD for water plan implementation use, and much more. And that's all for Episode 7 of Colorado Water Talk. Don't forget to leave us a comment, question, or other general feedback on our web form or through Twitter. American Family Insurance. <laughs> <laughs>